Good afternoon. My name is Ali Tabib Najad. I am substitute hosting Push Talk today uh, for uh, Sean Smith. And today we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Courtney English, the senior policy advisor to uh, Mayor of Atlanta. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? It's I good to be here. Oh, good. Good to hear. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I uh, want to give you a chance to um, present the city's case, um, whatever it may be. Uh, but uh, I feel like what's on a lot of folks' mind is, um, th you know, the perception is that this uh, public safety uh, the training facility, the looks of it look like they're, it's encouraging all the wrong impulses in the police, you know, the, that uh, there is no reform, you know, when you even say police reform, there is no, where is the reform part of the police in this project? Uh, I think this is what driving drives a lot of the uh, the uh, the protests and the um, the controversy so how would you respond to them yeah no I, well first and foremost I appreciate uh, the opportunity to, to come on the show and talk about uh, this and any other issue um, yeah. that uh, Atlanta faces I think you know for us um, you know we collectively believe and I think one I think all people want to be safe in their homes and in their neighborhoods uh, and in order to do that you know we need a highly qualified trained uh, police force we need a highly qualified and trained um, fire department and we have to have a place to do those things gotcha. and so simply put right now we don't right mm -hmm. and so uh, we have a um, police facility that was condemned and we're now leasing space from Atlanta Metropolitan College on a temporary basis. Uh, we don't have any place to train really our firefighters. The, their burn building was also condemned oh, wow. <laughs> um, and, and they are learning how to practice driving you know, fire trucks in, 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 in parking lots and such, right? And so right. the question ultimately becomes that if you believe that um, a trained police force and a trained fire department are um, necessary for public safety, then where do you do it? Right. And and so simply put, um, prior to uh, Mayor Andre Dickens um, taking office, you know, the former administration went through a process where they um, selected through uh, this particular site mm -hmm. and uh, were working through trying to figure out and unearth whether or not, uh, you know, the ins and outs of whether or not this site um, makes sense. We're moving forward. Yeah. Uh, plan currently is to move forward with construction. I think to your uh, to the second part of, yeah. of what you um, uh, mentioned, I think, I, you know, I would push all of us to realize, interestingly enough, you know, this is actually all about how we get the best folks in the police department. So before we even get to training, yeah. right, we have to have uh, police and firefighters who want to be police and firefighters. Absolutely. We have to have uh, safe, clean facilities. You show up to work every single day and you want to be um, in, in, in a safe, clean facility that isn't leaking, that isn't prone to mold, that, um, uh, that doesn't have um, a lot of the things that the condemned building they were right. training in. And so when you don't have that, you're let, you, you are likely to get folks, candidly, who show up uh, for all the wrong reasons. So that's number one. Um, number two, um, I think that um, when we, I think this mayor, at least, uh, I can't speak for previous administrations or what happened in the past, I think this mayor is absolutely willing to um, 
have a conversation about what happens in the building, what happens inside the box, um, so to speak. And so uh, he re- recently announced a task force. One of the main, the task force has four different prongs. Uh, we're looking at the green space. We're looking at sustainability aspects. We're looking at how we memorialize um, the site. And then the fourth, to this point here, is we're taking a look at what does the training and curriculum need to be for our police officers? How do we beef that up in a way um, that allows us to get the kinds of um, uh, officers in the building and on the force that we want and how we get them to do the job that we want them to do in a safe, uh, just manner with an eye towards equity, with character and integrity and and, and, and all those other things. And so we're going to have that conversation um, and we want and encourage everybody um, to learn about that process and participate in that process. And, and uh, so we're open to that, right? And so I think this is a mayor who you know, kind of led the fight for eight can't wait, right? This is a mayor who led the fight um, for uh, 21st century policing tactics as outlined by President Obama's task force. This is a mayor who elevated uh, Chief Darren Sherbaum, who is the person who brought the 21st century tactics into the Atlanta Police Department. And so that's a long-winded way of saying uh, we're, we're talking about an administration and a mayor who's committed um, to figuring out how we do policing different. Okay. Um, so... There has been some talk out there that the city just can't get out of this uh, contract as it is. Would you? But then there were there are other stories where lawyers suggested that's not the case at all. Um, t- so from a um, on a basic logical level, can the city get out of this contract? Yes. Okay. Um, so and I guess to allow you to maybe uh, state your case one more time. Uh, what are you advising the mayor to do and and why? Well, uh, you know, look, my advice is going to be rooted in um, first and foremost listening. I believe we have to do um, in, in an effort and in our intent to do what's right by people. We have to do it with people and not to people. And so I think, you know, when you see the mayor stand up again, this task force that I just mentioned, it will be 40 to 50 or so individuals um, from all walks of life, all backgrounds, everyone from the student to the elder, um, if you will, everyone from uh, the, 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 the firefighter um, uh, to the day worker. Right? right. And so and everybody in between. And so we're looking for that kind of broad uh, voice, that broad uh, perspective. And uh, we're going to have serious conversations about, again, the, the issues, at least that we have heard that have surfaced. Right. So mm-hmm. so how do we protect the environment? Right. And right. Uh, if this thing is going to be built where it's going to be uh, where it's planned to be built, how do we how do we how do we protect the environment in that right. space? Right. You know, there are it's being built on 85 acres. Uh, it's not an old growth forest, as many have mm-hmm. um, have articulated right, that no. the site has been active uh, pretty much. Uh, with the exception of maybe the last decade or so, it's been active for over 100 years. And so um, the question then becomes, all right, as we begin development on this particular site, what do we do with the surrounding community? How do we ensure their voices are at the table? How do we design it in a way, um, again, to protect the environment, to protect the other 300 or so acres of green space that will be brought online um, because of this project? What do we do about the 3,500 acres that comprise of the South River Forest? And so all of those conversations are conversations that that um, we're willing to have and and I think you know my advice is to is to listen listen as hard as we can um, learn learn as hard as we can um, and then uh, get everybody at the table and then you know once we have heard all those voices I think we will be in a better place to move forward what would you say to um, someone who looks at the homeless population in the city and uh, 
and sees that the city is moving forward with the project of making a uh, mock city for the police to to be able to train and building housing that that's not going to be housing for anybody um, and and finding that morally dubious yeah. what would you say to that voice well first we're not building a mock city i'm not sure where or how that thought process or that bit of misinformation got into the zeitgeist, mm. that is absolutely 1,000% not true. I'm not saying that you said that, but sure. that, that is certainly, it has absolutely been a part of, of the conversation, and it's not true, simply put. Okay. Um, what we What is happening um, and, and is uh, the city's creating uh, small uh, spaces for officers and firefighters to train together, and they will mimic like a small version. Think about it like a movie set. It'll mimic a small version of yeah, a convenience right. store or a home because, hey, guess what? You know there are there have been dozens of instances where the where the police department last year had to show up to a hostage situation, no. and and ideally you want you want them to have some semblance of training when Absolutely. they show up to the hostage right. situation. Yeah. You want the firefighters when they show up and they have to do their jobs, whether it's putting out the fire or. Ministering CPR um, and doing those kinds of activities, you want them to be able to move around a space because they've done it before, right? right? So muscle memory um, is a Absolutely. real thing. Absolutely. It builds our capacity uh, to be able to respond um, to circumstances. Then, th- then the second thing I'll say on that, the most important part about it is, well, actually two things. Yeah. Um, when 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 police show up to active shooter situation, I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, a month ago, a month or so ago, we had to do an active shooter situation. Oh. You know, because there's no place to train police, the police department had to lease out Lenox Mall. So and so on a Sunday evening, you know, from about seven to to twelve uh, twelve a.m., uh, folks went through the active shooter training inside of Linux Mall because there's nowhere else to do it. Now we can continue doing that, I guess, but there's not a scenario where I believe um, that. You know, one, police don't need to be trained to deal with active shooter situations where firefighters don't need to be trained how to move in and out of, 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 of certain buildings and facilities to, to, to do their job. The, the last thing I'll say is on, on this point, and I'll, sure. I'll go back to uh, the, the, the broader point that you were um, asking about, is that in order for us to get to a space where um, to be able to identify um, officers, firefighters, per, uh public safety personnel who shouldn't be on the force, who shouldn't be uh, first responders at all, Mm -hmm. Um, you don't want to find that out on the back end, right? Right. You don't want to find that out when uh, they've pulled over so many folks or they've been harassing people. You don't want to find it out, God forbid, when something awful um, has happened, like we see in the case of George Floyd and so many other folks, um, uh, countless names, right? You want to try to develop a process that had weeds those people out of the process. Well, the only way to do that is to watch them go through it. And so when you see a person, you know, kind of practice pulling somebody over, over and over again, you can actually detect bias. And so the science tells us when we look at um, uh, President Obama's um, um, reform policies, uh, the science tells us that, well, you want to watch them do those things over and over and over again. You want to watch them practicing pulling folks over. You want to watch them uh, kind of dealing with those uh, more uh, uh, situations that get your adrenaline pumping, right? Yeah. And so uh, because you can detect unconscious mm-hmm. bias. And so ultimately, that's what we're really trying to get at. And so the idea that we're building like a mock city, one that's just simply 
um, not true. The idea here, though, is to create a space where we get the best trained, mm-hmm. um, the best qualified people who actually want to be um, police officers. In order to do that, we need better facilities. So. Very good. Thank you. Um, can you uh, explain to our listeners why uh, the city is leasing um, this property for such a for a nominal rate to the uh, police foundation? Yeah, so I think that, so I want to go back because we, we, I started talking about sure. the, the police training. Yeah, I want to answer the, the, the homeless question. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, if, yeah, I, yeah. If, uh-huh. I, if I neglect to answer the homeless question no, or no. Ne- neglect to answer the question you just asked, uh, feel free to remind me. I, 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 I did want to, I don't want to leave that out there because yeah. it is a serious issue. And right. so your question, right. I believe, was what, what I say to the folks who see us doing yeah. this. And, and, right. and I would say that this is a mayor who's invested 100 million dollars um, in his first year in office um, into into affordable housing generally over 30 million dollars in how in uh, housing for supportive housing for our unsheltered population specifically and so we're not going to solve you know I, I hate to break it to you the mayor's not perfect <laughs> right. and, and he's a man yeah. and th- this administration uh, certainly isn't perfect but we're not going to solve you know uh, uh, 40 50 hundred year problems in some cases Correct. in a year and change right. right and so what I would say is that when you look at $100 million invested in affordable housing generally, some, a good chunk of that going to serve our unsheltered population, that's a record. What I would say when you look at 5,700 units of affordable housing uh, delivered, either either broken ground or actually delivered for folks, that's a record. What I, what I would say is when you look at um, uh, Lift 2.0, which is another effort um, to house uh, 1,500 uh, members of the unsheltered population, which uh, we're seeing great success in uh, already. When I say that I would tell them, I would look at this mayor's effort to uh, build a purchase and then retrofit a hotel right off of Moreland, mm-hmm. right down the street, down the street yeah. actually, um, from where we sit, uh, right off of Moreland Avenue uh, into housing for the homeless. When I, when I say that we're looking at things like um, um, retrofitting uh, 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 you know, ADUs or small or tiny homes, if you will, uh, for um, homelessness. I can say that we are making strides to serve that population in a way I don't think uh, we've ever seen before. When I say that uh, in the next few weeks, you know, uh, we're going to break ground on what we call the Center for Diversion. And the Center for Diversion is first of its kind in the city of Atlanta. Uh, It it will be uh, on the site of ACDC. Uh, that's our deten- the city's yeah. detention center, and it will be. Uh, it, it's going to be a center where uh, folks who are suffering from mental health, folks who are in the unsheltered population, uh, can come and get help. Uh, when I say that we're looking at um, how we uh, make sure all of our um, shelters are actually communicating um, mm-hmm. with one another. These are efforts that are already underway, and they will all be brand new for the city. And so I would say that, you know, we we, we didn't create the homelessness problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it didn't get broken overnight, right. but we're doing everything we can um, um, to address it. And so uh, just, just know that this administration is committed. Uh, I, I, interestingly enough, I think from this administration, you will see an incredibly balanced approach um, in terms of how we deal with uh, crime, both addressing, sure, the bad guys who are running around the streets, but addressing the root causes of those issues as well. And we can talk about that at a later date. Now I've forgotten your original. (laughs) I think I'm I'm one question behind. If you could remind me what you just asked. It was, uh, why is the Police Foundation getting the land for $10 a year? Yeah, so I think, look, I think, you know, we can, there are a few ways to kind of get at it. I believe 
Uh, I wasn't there <laughs> when when that when 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 that lease was signed. Um, what I can say is that the the concept is that uh, the city will put up uh, one third of the cost. Uh, the police foundation will um, uh, generate two thirds um, of the cost fundraising, debt, so on and so forth. Right. And so, um, uh, what I, what folks were trying to get at was essentially a public private partnership that actually saved taxpayer dollars, right. so that the bulk of taxpayer dollars can actually be redirected towards things like yeah. homelessness, right? And so, when you do that with a private entity like the police foundation, it does have uh, the capacity to uh, raise significant dollars and deploy those dollars for something like this, and they step up to the plate. Uh, I don't know that it's a bad idea, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because what it does is save taxpayer money that can go uh, that can ultimately get redirected towards um, addressing those root causes again, things like um, homelessness, things like affordable housing, things like roads, infrastructure, uh, filling potholes, so on and yeah, so forth. Right, and so, right. um, I think that's the that's the notion, right? It's mm-hmm. it's if we can get a you know world class um, police facility um, um, for that allows us to attract police and fire facility that allows us to attract the best and the brightest. If we can train them well, mm-hmm. uh, we'll get, it'll boost morale. We'll get more, fo- more folks, uh, in the door and we'll save, you know, who $60 yeah. million that can ultimately be redeployed to address issues Atlanta's face. So I got you. Okay. So just, uh, once more, um, can you walk us through the thought process of how, because it, it seems like, like one, one mindset can be that why should it take something that may look like just a big amusement park to attract the best and the brightest? Why is it that you do need that yeah. to attract the best and the brightest? And well, yeah, well, I wouldn't say it looks like an amusement park. Right. I would say that it sits on 85 acres of land and rarely, I think when you look at places throughout the country, um, uh, that have it's interesting, you know. That, that that's a fascinating dialogue. You know, I, right. I've heard conversations about the size of it. I mean, New York's right. uh, um, uh, facility is nine hundred and fifty thousand square feet. Okay. Uh, the Atlanta, the, the, the proposed facility that we're talking about is seventy six thousand square feet. Huh. Okay. And so, like, you know, it's it's so a fascinating th- conversation. Yeah. I, I right? heard like the yeah. I think WABE story was that the New York's is thirty two acres, LA's yeah. is twenty acres, and this is eighty acres. Yeah. So think about yeah, correct. So think about New York and LA and the right. price of dirt. So what do you do in New York? You have to build which way? Up. Have to up. You have to build up. So sure, New York's is on, sits on thirty six right, acres right. of, of land, is, but is fact, but is twelve stories yeah. and is nine hundred and fifty thousand right. square feet gotcha. that cost nine hundred and fifty million dollars. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. and so when yeah. you yeah. unpack that, same thing for exactly. LA. Okay. Additionally, those facilities don't actually have everything on the same site. That's just the site for their police. Right. Like what we're trying to do here is build a site where police mm-hmm. fire can train together. We're trying to put the burn building on the same site. Right. Uh, we're trying to put the, the track because like, you know, when when somebody, dro- you know, when you call 911, God forbid, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and whether it's a firefighter or a police officer who has to show up. Right. And you see those blue lights or those red lights hit on a fire truck like people are trained to navigate through traffic. And so what, yeah. what has happened is they've decided to put um, uh, the the obstacle course on the same site. And to us, you know, I think that 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 made logical sense when people were kind of putting together the plan. I don't think mm-hmm. people did a good job of talking about that or explaining <laughs> it to anybody. But 
all of those are critical and actually required facets of oh, police and fire sure. and, and, and firefighter firefighter right. um, training. Like that's stuff you have to do in right. order to be a police or firefighter, right. not just in Atlanta, but really um, throughout the state. And so you, you've got to train on your vehicle. Absolutely. You've got to know how to do that. And the, the idea here was simple. Mm-hmm. Just put it all on the same thing because police and firefighters work so often together. Right. It's right. the best thing to do. The building is only 7,600,000 um, square feet. The, the bulk of that land uh, will be, again, we're moving the burn building. The burn building right now is up, was also condemned. The, the track will be on the same site right now. Uh, police and firefighters have to draw, drive an hour away to use those kinds of facilities. So the thought was simply that, hey, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's put it here right. um, on the same site uh, as a matter of convenience. And or knowing that that convenience will allow us to, again, attract uh, the best and the brightest because, hey, look, if I know that, that, that Cobb County has a similar facility, Gwinnett County has a similar facility. Um, um, Brookhaven has a similar facility, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. they only have five hundred officers, right? And so and so when we when we think about this, this is the capital city. More people will put on um, the uniform of an Atlanta police officer or an Atlanta firefighter than anybody else, than any other agency in this entire state. Like, But what's happening is that we're losing those officers to surrounding jur- jurisdictions. Right. And there are a few reasons um, 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 for that. And so, you know, it's certainly not a playground. Right. Um, you know, we, we're actually creating, again, 76,000 square feet. And all w- the plan was to just concentrate right. all of the necessary elements that you have to have in the same site. Very good. Yeah. Thank you for that. And... Uh, as a former firefighter, I can tell you that being in a burned building is is a night and day from not being in one. It mm. just drives the idea home viscerally that oh my god, I'm in the f- this this is a fire right in front mm-hmm. of me. The heat, the the feeling, the, how it hits you is is completely different, and you're completely un unprepared for it until it happens. So mm-hmm. I think one part of it that doesn't get uh, mentioned as much. It's not called uh, you know, uh, firefighter city, they call it cop city. Sure. But it, yeah. the, you know, training firefighters is, it's is extremely, you know, yeah. crucial to the health of a city. Look, I think the 99.9%, um, some don't quote me on that number, sure. but over 90% of the calls that our fire department is going to get are actually EMS calls. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I Absolutely. flagged it because, right. and you know, I mean, you're a firefighter, so I don't let me not preach to the choir. Oh, right. um, um, but you know, when, when the fire does break out, you want somebody, you know, there's special people, people, people who run into bur- right. burning buildings right. are special. That's, that's something it, different. Yeah, <laughs> and and right. so you want those folks showing up, um, um, training uh, ready to go and that's the reason why we don't you know we don't give into the moniker of cop city uh, mm-hmm. mainly because mm-hmm. is for our our police and our firefighters mm-hmm. and our e911 um, personnel and we we, we want to respect that we want to respect um, um, their service because I think that is a part of the conversation has ha, that has been lost but you want you know when a firefighter shows up to do whatever it is that you want them to be able to do that quickly right. <laughs> and extremely and right. extremely well and the same thing for our for for our uh, police officers so wonderful. Yeah. Well, Mr. English, you have been very eloquent in addressing what I feel like were the the uh, pressing concerns and the zeitgeist, if you will. Um, is there anything you would like to add? Yeah, I, I would just say, well, th- well thank you again um, for your time. Um, always happy to come back and talk thank about you. this or any other issue um, that, uh, you know, on the folks' minds. Uh, I will say that, you know, people, a lot has, this conversation is kind of, 
become extremely this topic has become mm-hmm. controversial and in some cases know, right? the the manner in which the conversation is happening has become um, um, you know kind of us versus them it's become right. it feels right. incredibly divisive um, and so that's not who uh, this mayor is that's not right. who this administration um, wants to be we'll have any conversation anytime uh, we'll try to give people the facts now I think you know we have not done a good job at at talking about the what and the why. We yeah. haven't done a good job at talking about uh, it, it, like it, at demonstrating our capacity and willingness to listen to yeah. um, to voices. And so, um, you know, again, we're not perfect, yeah. but, but we're trying, and, and and we hear you. Like we hear the pain of folks um, who have who fear that. Um, this will continue to brutalize people, and we're actually trying to do the opposite. And so mm-hmm. we want to listen to those voices, and we want to apply what we learn from those voices and, and how we better train our police, our firefighters, to create one safe city for all. Absolutely. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Mr. English, and uh, thank you, everyone, for for uh, listening to uh, this episode of Push Talk, and uh, join us uh, when we come back. Thanks again. <laughs>